today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Friday, it's 11.35 in the morning, and that means Tech Talk, uh, brought to you by Vacuuman. Furnace and duct cleaning, that's right. He's uh, one of the Avengers, isn't he, Vacuuman? I believe he is, yeah. and has managed to clean the air from all the dust and debris that had fallen from... Uh, now, now that Iron Man's gone, Vacuuman is taking over now. Vacuuman, exactly. Yeah. He's taken over all sorts of amazing things, and speaking of heroes, I have a little quick story that kind of yeah, ties t- into duct cleaning. So a, and very appropriate for the, the weather, given how it's hot and muggy today. Well, you know, let me just segue this. With my father and I, we don't really see eye to eye between the fact of what old school... Now, I say old school. We're talking pen and paper and, and, and so forth. And I'm a paperless kind of thing, and I'm also a tech guy. So I have for, all for those For those that don't know, I mean, this this vacuum that we talked about here, This your dad's been doing this for years. For 40 years. My dad's yeah. been doing this. My dad's been in the duct cleaning business running Vacuuman for over 40 years. And so he, but he's been able to do it old school. Paper, desk calendars, like, and God bless him. He's managed a very good business, a small business, obviously. So uh, what happened yesterday, I came into the office at, at FPM at the agency, and as I come and I noticed the temperatures at 27 and climbing. I'm looking at my fancy smart thermostat because that's the way I roll. And I can see that it's getting hotter and it's set for the air conditioning to be on and it wasn't working. So I, you know, called my dad and I said, uh, hey, dad, uh, you're the the tech expert when it comes to uh, furnaces. And first thing he said was, it's your fancy tech little gadget on the wall, that thermostat. Well, dad, I'd like to prove you wrong. Eight hours later, my father was... <laughs> was right. It was the fancy thermostat. I ended up at five o'clock running to uh, uh, grab grab a $10 or $30 cheap thermostat. It's got two settings, hot and cold, and it worked. <laughs> and you know, and I can I know I'm going to hear this for years. And there's a little bit of a, a little bit of satisfaction in my father's voice to know that, you know, he, he was right with the old product just works. Quit trying to tinker with your fancy smartphone thermostats. So with that, I say, yes, dad, you are correct. You, you are absolutely right. And researching this, these smart thermostats we were just talking, yeah. you have one, right? I do, yeah. And they are very handy, but you got to keep in mind that uh, it's a big issue. Now, mine was an Echo B3 Lite. Uh, it's it's about a year old. Uh, it, and what happened was the relay that tells the thermostat to the furnace, hey, turn on the compressor, uh, it just stopped. The the power ended up not being able to, to link it. So with that said, I started researching, and this is a common problem. In the heating and cooling industry, I hear this a lot as we're in uh, Vacuuman's duct cleaning business. We hear this all the time. This is a major issue. So keep that in mind, folks. It may be a simple $30 fix because I was getting really nervous thinking I'm going to have to change a $4,000 AC compressor. Yeah. And all it was was, as my dad likes to say, a piece of tech garbage. And you should have <laughs> just kept with what we had. So anyway, Dad. So you, have you been converted now? This is the last tech talk, is it? You so, know what? I spent eight. <laughs> we're going back to the old yeah, fashioned. We're going ways back now. to the old fashioned way. Yeah. No, I, I I am sticking to tech, but in this case, my dad was right. And you know what? Really, pull the upset? Commodore out of the basement. I blew the Vic twenty apart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you know the real thing that just put just icing on the on the on the cake. This old old it's brand new simple setting thermostat came in Fahrenheit, and I'm like, I have no idea what temperature this is. I was grew I grew up in the Celsius world, so I'm going, Dad, what is this? So that was the next debate that we got through. So with that said, uh, Dad's right, Adam's wrong, tech thermostats be warned. There you go.
well, that, that, and that's going to be a problem. And I, you know, and you say after about a year, this is going to happen. This is yeah, just, just this brand, or just or is it the product itself? No, it's the product it's, itself. It's the it, technology. It's the technology. A lot of it on mid-range furnaces. Uh, a lot of the high-range furnaces uh, or, or high-efficiency furnaces tend to be able to work a little more seamlessly with the smart thermostats. However, a lot of us are pretty happy with a. Th- if you've had a furnace that's been around for ten years and you want to upgrade, there's a. It's called a relay, and it's a little electronic device that the wires plug in from the thermostat and connect to the blower fan. Um, with that, what happens is, of course, in time, for whatever reason, the power trying to connect from the thermostat to the blower fan relay uh, ends up just it malfunctioned, shorted out. So to get that tiny plastic part, it's not something you go to any aisle of a, of a department store and say, I'd like to buy this fancy gadget. So uh, it's, it was actually just cheaper to buy the simple thermostat. So this is a common issue. This is not isolated to a brand. I'm not coming down on Echo B. It could be a Nest, could be a Google, could be Alexa. It doesn't matter. This is a serious issue. And because I deal with a lot of these heating cooling guys, yeah. I was having this conversation because I was calling them going, can you come out and see me in this hot weather, please? They were just swamped and they all said the same thing. I bet it's your tech thermostat. We constantly get calls about this. So now you know. Now you know, yes. All right, uh, let's move on to other stuff. Uh, we've often said, uh, of course, from Tech Talk, you've said, you know, who makes the most money in the tech world? It's the yeah. lawyers. It's the lawyers. <laughs> 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 the patents and the ownership. Samsung's going to court. Samsung is going to court, yes, starting in Australia, and I believe this is going to eventually swim to this side of the pond. Apparently, and they're uh, very similar to their consumer affairs, they've done some research, and there's some false advertising claims. Galaxy Samsung phones have been advertised as people under the pool or yeah. people People yeah. in an ocean and or surfing, if you will. Um, again, it's a bit of a crazy thing because if you're that addicted to your phone underwater, you got bigger issues. I'm sure you could wait to tweet until you come up for air. But there's a class action lawsuit because apparently not all Samsung phones are waterproof. And remember, the difference between waterproof and water resistant is big. Okay, dropping your phone, as we've talked in the mm-hmm. past, into a watery environment such as a toilet, a sink. Uh, could be a pond or a creek. If you reach in quick and grab it, pull it out, it's pr- it's going to probably not be an issue. I'm not going to say 100%, and that's, that's the point we're making. Going underwater, trying to get photos underwater with your Samsung phone is not encouraged. It was intended to be that it will protect it from falling in water, not to keep it in water for long periods of time. So salt water takes corrosion and so forth. So a lawsuit has been issued against Samsung in Australia, and the other side, it was the S8 to the S9 that were waterproof. And the issue is, and this is where it's going to be, I think, a defense. The Galaxy uh, phones from Samsung has not stated that anything from the S10 to the Note 9s moving forward are as waterproof. This was something that they advertised in the past. So there's a lot of speculation on, wait a minute, is this lawsuit trying to, you know, kind of go backwards on what's being stated? Because clearly on the website, it says, do not put in the ocean, do not go underwater for long periods of time. It's very clear. So, but Samsung is getting some heat for not being as waterproof as it advertised. So, if, if they're found to be uh, negligent in this, I mean, I, I would suggest it's probably going to be a class action lawsuit on yes. top of this. Yeah, it will be a class action lawsuit. Anyone that probably had damage done to their phone and can prove they had a Galaxy phone. Uh, and I'd like to also make a note: Galaxy phones is a big range of phones, and it isn't applicable to all of them. We talk about the fancy ones. There's the A8. There's the B9. These are phones that are you know in the cheap section that don't come with all the bells and whistles. They are not water resistant. So the class action lawsuit 
if it does win, we'll be a, we'll probably get anyone with a Galaxy phone some some money if you can prove you purchased it. What happened on Facebook this week? Everybody was complaining around midweek. You know what? Uh, Facebook servers completely went offline worldwide. This was huge, and because Facebook and WhatsApp and Messenger, they've been talking about this at the last F8 series or their big convention. They've now merged all of them and they're integrating them. Well. Remember, Facebook has over a billion users, over a billion active users. Now, that may not seem like a lot to you, but... Oh, it does. It <laughs> does. I mean, that's five times the population of Canada as a whole, constantly online. So what happened was they were trying to migrate a lot of these systems into into place where they're taking some of the features of Messenger, they're putting into Facebook. Why this is such a big deal, though, Bill, and why I wanted to bring it up, so many small businesses have set up and depended on Facebook for how their business operates. And I am one from FPM. I constantly say to clients, please do not leave your entire operation into the trust of Facebook. They can change the rules anytime they want. You're dependent on when they operate. And you would think that they're always online and working, but that's not always the case. And as such, many, many small businesses got impacted. Events couldn't be scheduled. Small events or small businesses that do yoga classes were completely chaos. No one was able to connect with them because they use Messenger and so forth. This is something I also wanted to bring up. If Facebook does go into the scale of the e-commerce, we spoke about that last week on Libra, imagine if it only controlled 1% of the global economy online and it was off for an entire day. That would be on an astronomical economic scale. It would be disastrous. And I think that's something to keep in mind. We have way too much faith in this business to be able to you know, survive or, or make trust in this. Uh, we uh, have come to the determination, of course, today that uh, this high-tech stuff we talk about every week doesn't do much good for air conditioners. <laughs> but it does have an impact on, on medicine and on, on health, and you've got a couple of stories about that. Well, a lot of things I thought were uh, sure to share with you, everyone, is that there's now some apps out there that I feel are very, re- uh, uh, I would say everyone should maybe consider downloading. There's about three of them that I thought were really good, and these will test for, melan- not test officially, like medically test, but you know when you sit back and go, I wonder if that mole is cancerous or I wonder if that mole is growing or if it's changing. Well, there's a couple apps available online that will allow you to analyze your skin, take a photo, be able to keep a record of it, link it to your doctor's uh, uh, file. And what it does is it allows you to magnify it. Uh, it, it, It's got a little mole ability, uh, mole management that allows to see or analyze is it possibly going to be cancerous? You could take this with the proper testing. Do not use this as a format to go and say, oh my God, I've got melanoma. But it is a form of which you could say, I think I have a concern. It's almost like a before and after measurement. Mm -hmm. And we'll be able, through the artificial intelligence, scan the mole and be able to identify, hey, this is something you may be able to, or you should be seeing a medical doctor about. All right, the other one is about a pill. And this one's, uh, well, this is a little weird. Well, there's two pills, actually. The first pill I thought was kind of invasive, and hopefully I'm not grossing anyone out. You take a pill, and it's got a string on it. It's about the size of an Advil. And what you do is you swallow it with water, and the string goes down your esophagus, and they have a little... It's actually like watching a kite kind of get uh, unwound. And as it goes down, it hits your stomach. The minute it hits your stomach, uh, it hits the bile fluid, it will expand. And think of it as an explosive like parachute inside your stomach. Um, It's like a little sponge. And 
happens is it probably feels very, very awkward, but they, the doctor will slowly pull the string back out and the sponge will scrape the inside of your esophagus, pulling out uh, uh, enzymes and, and DNA from the inside. And this swab, as uncomfortable as it sounds, is way, way less invasive than the normal way of how they've been able to test for esophagus cancer. So this is something of, of I would say, not so much tech, but more of a, a simple, quick way to determine on how you may be able to get a, a or could be diagnosed with esophagus uh, cancer. And the second one is a radiation pill. And remember Superman used to see he would do radiation. You could see the inside yeah. of x-ray vision. Well, in this case now, what you do is if you would uh, say you get diagnosed possibly with a tumor or otherwise, you swallow the pill. It's not har- It's harmless. And what it does is it amplifies and puts a radiation glow around a tumor that might be in your body. So a stomach tumor, it could be a, 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 oh my gosh, all the body parts I don't know. But anyway, throughout the whole body system, you'd be able to see if, it, if there is a tumor, it will put a, a glowing radiation that when they um, swallow the pill throughout a matter of an hour and a half, they'll put you through a machine and it will glow and it will actually display whether the tumor is is growing or if it's, if it's at a stagnant level. So two pills that actually will help diagnose and speed up the process of cancer detection. All right. <clears throat> Here is something that the world has been waiting for for years and years and years. I'm surprised it's taken us this long. <coughs> nothing is more frustrating in life. Uh, not, not, you know, a mortgage payment yeah. or anything else. Nothing more frustrating than when you're jumping rope and you lose count. Well, okay, we talk about smart. <laughs> my dad would be all I'm over being this sarcastic. one. sarcastic. You know, absolutely. <laughs> and this is when my dad would be, that's ridiculous. So anyway, this is a smart, <laughs> smart skipping rope. It's a Bluetooth skipping rope. And as you skip, there's LED lights and it will tell you how many jumps you've got and it will keep count. So it's like kind of puts that little fake number in front of your eyes as you're jumping. However, I really, really wanted to bring this up because I love tech bill, obviously, but I got a little wake up call. You know what? Smart thermostats are not the best to have. But smart skipping ropes. But smart skipping ropes. It's really, I'm going to save everyone the aggravation. It's $100 to, to use this smart Bluetooth skipping rope. And all it's going to do is measure your jumps. I want to let you know, if you got a smartwatch, it will do the same thing. Not only that, but the device itself has to be charged at all times. So for $100, these smart skipping ropes, save the money. Just get yourself a piece of rope you can jump on your own. Uh, i got about a minute or so left. Uh, I'm shocked at this one. China's actually installing spy software. Who, well, kn- who knew? Who knew? That yes, if you were a tourist and you traveled to China in the last year and a half, you might have had your phone installed with Chinese spying software. And we're referring specifically from the Republic of China government. This is not a hacker situation. This is an actual government has been proven from China that tourists that have visited the country went through their system. If you've downloaded one of their apps that help convert the language, show you all the hot tourist spots, was actually loaded with a software that would spy on your device. Um, being able to hear and monitor your emails, uh, your, your your photos, and otherwise. So I really encourage anyone with uh, that's been to China, if you downloaded any of the apps they recommended while you were there, you might want to get rid of them because they're still able to monitor and track. Why would you do that? Why would, I don't know, this Chinese moment is getting more and more amplified by the day with Huawei and everything else, and these kind of things are starting to come out. I think we're going to see more and more of this uh, coming to come into light. I, I know we're just about out of time, but Huawei is another fascination, and this is the first time we mentioned it. Just about every yep. week, there's always a Huawei story. Uh, but the president, uh, Wang's dad, who yes. started the whole company, was speaking to a Canadian reporter from the Globe and Mail the other day, saying, that, look, they want to get this thing resolved because he wants to invest 
like millions of dollars yes. in Canada and, and make this a tech center for his company. It would be a, a great investment for Canada. However, at what sacrifice would we be giving to the Chinese government within it? With Now, I'm assuming, and I, that's not fair for me to make a claim on that, but Huawei is governed and supported by the Chinese government. In a big way. In a massive way. And I can see right now, we spoke about that on the 5G d- uh, uh, network. If there was a way that we could feel confident that Huawei's technology capabilities would not in any way, shape, or form be shared with the government outside of our own country. I'm just, I'm nervous with our own government having this information. Then I might be able to support it. But yes, they have billions of dollars to invest. And truthfully, they need a country to put it in. And I believe Canada is the right choice to go with. I think it would be a big mistake if our government says, hey, yeah, we'll let you in. Yeah, sure. Our, our, our cousins to the south, we'll, 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 we'll make them, uh, we just won't invite them to Thanksgiving dinner. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll sort out our problems. I think it's a big issue. No, we should not let them do that. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon anyway. Tech Talk, we do this every Friday at 1130. Brought to you by... Vacuuman Furnace and Duct Cleaning. And the webpage? Vacuuman.com. Adam Oldfield from FPM and FPM3 Marketing. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.